Hey there, welcome to Sunday Brunch, a conversation over coffee between friends where we discuss everything from foundation to food. This week we'll be talking about our routines um, during, I suppose, isolation and (laughs) like we're not in our normal routines. So yeah, something different to talk about. I always um, used to hear about people talk about their morning routines Mm -hmm. a while ago. Mm-hmm. Remember in newspapers and magazines, it was a big thing. And then they became yeah. really unpopular. And mm-hmm. now that we're back in isolation and we all want to know what everyone else is doing to deal with this madness, the routine conversation is back. Yes. I literally just saw a video um, that Sarah's Day posted today and it was like a realistic day in the life right now in this crazy world. So like there's a lot of people talking about their day-to-day routines now, um, which is interesting was it was hers realistic though? Yeah, I think it was. Like she she I haven't finished the whole video cuz I just got sidetracked with life, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um she just like gets up in the mornings and makes breakfast and she even said that normally she doesn't want to put her um son Fox to watch TV like she doesn't even like TV, but when he's grumpy she just put the TV on cuz he was grumpy that morning and like I thought it was <laughs> very yeah, like I thought it was very realistic. Like she wasn't trying to pretend that like everything was just all good, you know, and yeah. she did a workout just because she said it makes her feel good and she needs that right now and she's tired, but she didn't, you know, like it, it's things like that where maybe normally we wouldn't do something, but we're doing it because it helps make us feel better. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's important at the moment is like, doing things that make you feel good and it doesn't even have to be working out. It could be baking a cake or, you know, just whatever makes you feel good, painting a picture. Like I've seen a lot of people start doing painting and stuff like that um, as a hobby because it just makes them feel like they've accomplished something. And it's a, it's a way to be distracted because I think at the moment the reality of the world is not great. Mm. Um, I do feel, I feel a lot calmer about things this week though Mm. it's almost like I think because I feel as though our country is getting on top of things Mm -hmm. um for me probably the health risk of COVID feels like it's further away now whereas Mm. a few weeks ago I was just like overcome with worry about everyone absolutely everyone I knew Mm. but now my fear is more of an economic fear but that's just because that's my experience. Whereas if you were someone that was sick or knew someone who was sick, I'm sure it would be the other way around. Mm. But I think we're probably skipping ahead too much here like we always do. But um, my key to that has been just really filtering the news that I access and being very selective in terms of what articles I read or view because there's so much out there and I I only have so much space for that. Yeah. And I think like as people were not meant to hear everything horrible that goes on in the world. Like they talk about, I know know, um, I've seen videos of people talking about like selective empathy. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that we have in order to protect ourselves. Like it's not, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's like, you can't, there's no way for us to actually mentally be able to cope with every single thing going on in this world that's negative. Um, And so I think that by picking and choosing what you like read um, and what you expose yourself to can actually be a way of protecting yourself and your mental health. Um, And yeah, like it might sound like some people might be like, oh, that's so ignorant or whatever, but actually it's not because you're doing the best thing for yourself. Um, And, you know, 
in the long run that that will be better for your own mental health and well-being and that that's what's important at this time I think um so yeah I don't know I think filtering out what you listen to and stuff like that is, or what you read isn't a bad thing um there's only so much we can handle <laughs> like yeah and I think it just as long as you're being responsible mm. and you only you know, due diligence and all mm. that, like you said, we, we all have a limit and everyone's limit is different. So maybe you can deal with a million mm. hard hitting articles a day and just a couple is enough for me. So mm. I think that is all good to remember as well. But having said that, because there's not as much, it feels like there's not as much urgency or obsession with mm. the virus anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that as well? I feel like it's changed. Like even, I don't know if you went to the shops last weekend, but when I went grocery shopping, you had to line up out the front of the like Woolies to go Go. in and they Mm. only let a certain number of people in the store at a time, which I personally don't think helped with social distancing because if there's five people waiting to get like canned tomatoes, they're all like less than 1.5 meters apart from each other. So I just like, I personally don't think that it makes a big difference, but they, that's not the point. They've stopped doing that now. So like, it's all free entry. Like everyone can just go in. It doesn't matter, but it's weird. Like I think that I've seen like less patrolling happening. Um, yeah. Like there's not as, as many, um, I suppose finance or government resources going into patrolling people. Cause I think they know that I think maybe people, uh, have one maybe understood what's going on and the seriousness of it, but then two, like, they're probably running out of money to pay for all of it because it would be very expensive. Um, That's the other thing. I'm just, it's constantly amazing how much money is being thrown at getting over this. And I'm I'm not ungrateful, Um, but but it's just something to consider. I think apart from the GFC, the likes of you and I have always lived in a very prosperous society. Mm, And so I wonder how things will be moving forward from an economic standpoint. But anyway, um, all that aside, have you been listening to anything, reading anything, watching anything this week? So I I don't know if you know this. I have a Nintendo Switch. I did um, not know this. Yeah, so I have a Nintendo Switch. Mainly got it to play Mario Kart because who doesn't like Mario Kart? And mm. I watched a YouTube video and some one of the girls, the girl whose channel it was, she was um, playing a game called Animal Crossing on her Nintendo Switch. And then Which I was is like, what everyone is doing. Yes. Yeah, so I bought it <laughs> and I played it for probably like I've played it a couple of times now. And I mean, it's a fun game. Like if somebody, if people out there have Nintendo Switches, like I would recommend the game as like a time passer, but I don't, mm-hmm. I personally don't have enough time to spend on the game. You know, like I can't yeah. sit there for five hours playing it because I think it's one of those games like Sims where you can just get carried away with playing it. But yeah. I also actually downloaded Sims um, onto my computer and I played it last night for like an hour and I built a house that looked like the house um, from the notebook, you know, the dream oh, house with the blue yeah. shutters. Yeah. Yep. I built the notebook house on my Sims account and now I feel like I've um, satisfied all my Sims, I don't know, needs. (laughs) Like I just enjoy building the houses and then that's about it. (laughs) I 
I think there's been a turnaround during the pandemic. We're all reverting back to our childhood things. Remember right. how a few weeks ago <laughs> we spoke about how we wanted to watch movies that made us feel good? Like, yeah. I think one of the ones I was going to watch was Ratatouille and just ridiculously juvenile movies because it transported us back to a time when we felt safe. And I can't yeah. help but think that the obsession with Animal Crossing and Sims and all of that stuff that we mm. left behind years ago is not just a way, it's not a boredom buster, but a way to make us feel nurtured and Mm. that our life has some control. I definitely think it probably has something to do with it because it's like when you eat a lasagna, like it's comfort food and it makes you feel good. Like you don't crave a lasagna on a warm summer's day when you've been out at the beach and having fun. Like you crave it on a winter's night when you're like cold and you had a bad day at work. Yeah. Like you need something to make you feel good. So Mm. I definitely think that there's probably some truth to that. Like it's a comfort activity. And I mean, my sister started watching Pride and Prejudice again because she loves like Darcy, like the whole love story. And she's like obsessed with how he's such a gentleman. And I don't know, like she was talking about this morning and I was just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) She spent like, all that reminds me of is year 12. Yeah. Right. Like I'm so not interested. (laughs) No way. (laughs) But she's like very into it. And she spent like three or four hours watching it this morning. And I was just like, whatever. But she's watching, I think the she watched the Kieran Knightley one. Um, That's my favorite as well. Yeah. But I've also still just been watching some Grey's Anatomy and I have our Sunday brunch book club book, which okay. I have on my bedside table and haven't yet started reading. Oh my gosh. Tia. Uh, I know. I'm so bad. Okay. We'll get back to book chat in a minute. <laughs> um, we're jumping ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I that was my list. Been- no, I have been watching um, Sex Education on Netflix. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> is it like a good show? Like, what is it? It's so sweet. It's so, oh, okay. so sweet. It's based in a British town, like an mm-hmm. idyllic town. I'm sure none of them are actually like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main character is an adolescent teenage guy mm-hmm. and he's mom is a sex therapist so she's very open with him and obviously he picks up on a lot of that at home and then he becomes a therapist for people at his high school so it's really really cute and not at all realistic um but the situations that they encounter are very broad so Mm -hmm. I don't think that anyone is essentially typecast there's Mm -hmm. heaps of different um identity questions, heaps of different moral dilemmas explored, um, people from multiple ethnic backgrounds feature, very even split between male and female um, discourses as well as storylines. So it's, mm-hmm. it's such an, I guess it's, it's, a red, it's a flying the flag for equality in terms of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really, really sweet. I guess mm-hmm. the protagonist is someone who you would want your son to grow up to be like because mm-hmm. the way that he considers situations and that they're all beautiful. Like one instance is um, one of his friends made him keep a promise and another friend sort of probed him to know mm-hmm. what, they, what they'd said. Mm-hmm. And the friend, instead of pushing him, was just like, okay, that's okay. And they just moved on with it. And I thought that was such a sweet gesture of acceptance, whereas – a lot of people in real life would keep being like, well, you're not going to tell me what went on. I'm yeah. going to leave or, you know, so it's just small moments like that, whether it's just so considerate and kind and it's like a warm and fuzzy show to watch at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds like a I good, recommend it. Yeah, sounds like a good show. I like when you said that the name of the show, I literally just got flashbacks to like grade four and five, like when they were doing sex ed, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like no. In like school. I, I had no idea what to expect from it. Yeah. But, um, I had heard a lot of people say how sweet and cute it was. And yeah. I think another part of it is the bright colours. There's so many bright yeah. colours in the filming. So it feels quite upbeat and optimistic, which are two things that are not, of, not a lot of us can associate with right now. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend that. And it's, it's simple viewing. Like even though the storylines are quite, um, I guess, new age, it's not mm-hmm. complex. So mm-hmm. you can definitely watch a few episodes and not feel too bogged down. Yeah. Did, have you watched Parasite yet? No, but I noticed two days ago that it's on stand. So yeah, that it's on. what I'm doing tonight. That's what I was about to say. I think that we're going to watch it tonight because Dan's been itching to watch it for like since it came on iTunes. And then I said, no. I think, I think we should watch it and then speak about it next week. Yeah, I think so. I think I'll make an effort to watch it tonight and I'll say that it's okay and we can watch it because it looked like a, like very intense the trailer so I wasn't really like it's a movie where I feel like you have to be in the mood to watch it but yeah I'll watch it and then see like it can't be any more intense than James Bond which we've still been watching James Bonds so yeah you've got enough of those to get you through isolation (laughs) I think so I sort of hope like there's a part of me that hopes that in a couple of weeks time that um we will have stopped getting new cases and that life can return to like relatively normal, you know, like I know that normal will be different and we probably won't be able to travel overseas for a while and that's fine. Like I just hope that, you know, businesses can start to open again and things like that because, you know, there's so many people out there who aren't getting support and they need it. And I just hope that for those people, like they can reopen their businesses so that they can just start getting an income again, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And I I don't know how we'll go in terms of what's normal because mm. I can't see our borders opening up anytime soon. But mm-hmm. hopefully we get to a point where Australia can at least function semi-normally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we can support those businesses and see people a little bit more freely. Yeah. One thing that I did say is Australia and New Zealand are like very close together and very isolated from other countries. Like it's not like we're in Europe and all the countries are next to each other, you know? Yeah. And I said that to one of my friends this morning, I was like, you know, it would be cool if like New Zealand had no new cases and Australia had no new cases for a while that we could sort of support each other as countries like and still yeah. be able to because you know I think one of um New Zealand's biggest um economic sources of income is um their tourism um yeah. and so I think like if I had the opportunity during this time to be able to go there if um the spread stopped I so would not only for my own like ability to be able to go see something new and do something different but just to also support them as a country, you know, because it's such a beautiful place that it would be so sad if, like, you know, they weren't able to support tourism or didn't have businesses there for, like, the future. Mm. Um, and then and vice I think versa for them coming we have here. Such a long, we have such a long history with each other as well. But, yeah, yeah I think there's so many – we've got a long way to go. Oh, definitely. Um, Back to – uh, let's talk about a podcast quickly. Yes. I listened 
to a shameless in isolation episode that dropped on Thursday, I think. And it was Mm -hmm. from the founder of the resilience project Mm -hmm. and his name is Hugh Van Kylenberg. And it was all about obviously how we can apply resilience to this current situation. But Mm -hmm. I found it so enthralling because his perspective was fascinating. Mm -hmm. For instance, The other day, people spoke to him about the potential of lifting bands, just like you and I were speaking Mm -hmm. about. And he said his first reaction was, please don't because I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And that sort of tapped into this idea that this is terrible, yes, but are we all learning new ways to, I guess, communicate and appreciate our friends Mm -hmm. more broadly and our families? And is it giving us time to be... I guess have downtime and create space that mm. we're not quite ready to let go of yet. And it's just, it's different for different people, obviously, because for someone like me, I need things to go back to normal as soon as possible for my job. Mm-hmm. But there are other people who like, it might not be impacting them as sharply in that respect. Mm-hmm. And this might give their workplaces a good push to help them work from home more frequently so Mm. again it just depends on like what your vantage point is and how Mm -hmm. the situation is hurting you but that was just great to hear from someone who has had experience with resilience and optimism and has looked into it quite extensively and it was just a lot of food for thought Mm -hmm. I know that like my dad for example he um like my parents came back to Brisbane from Sydney before like the borders shut um, and we're all one big happy family at the moment. But <laughs> I know that for my dad being, he's still able to work and being able to work from home has also allowed him to work on a lot of other things and not, he travels like every week um, mm. and that's just part of his job. And he said that this time has allowed him to rest and to work on things that he's not had an opportunity to work on for like you know, years because he's so busy with work all the time. So I definitely know that there's like a different side of things where the downtime is good for people, but you know, there's only like so long that we can handle it as well. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that with, with good, there's bad and you know, with bad, there's good as well. So, so you just, it just depends on your perspective. Like you're right, you know? So, and I suppose you got to take everything with a grain of salt or a sh- with sugar, lemons into lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, just- I, yeah, I don't know how you, how your Easter weekend was, but I didn't feel like I missed out on anything by not being able to go anywhere. I mean, we had no, no. plans. We had no plans anyway, but I know there's people out there who would have had plans who might've been disappointed or whatever, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Like think about how many more Easter's you you'll have. And that this is like one out of, you know, the rest of our lives. It's not, you know. Yeah. I sort of felt the same way because even though some people might've found it hard to not be with their extended family, I understand that. But Mm. the whole point of this social distancing is that the sooner we do it, the quicker this is over. Mm. So let's go hard this Easter and stay away from people so that hopefully by next Easter, we can all be like, oh, remember last year when we were all in lockdown rather yeah, than have exactly. it like just get to the point where people are, our hospitals are overwhelmed and there's heaps of trauma and grief. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would much rather have stayed in lockdown and I mean, reasonable lockdown and um, have done what we did than mm-hmm. to have risked it. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. I have had an opportunity to build more IKEA furniture, which has been fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't oh, know if you've seen, I sent you some Snapchats. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. You are just, I, I just, you resist definition. <laughs> I just, no one, no one can ever see what's coming with you. No, I just, I'm so unpredictable. <laughs> Is that the best way to put it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, so I, obviously we can't go and get our nails done. Um, which is fine, but I like, I don't get my nails done for anything except myself. Um, which is, I guess the way you should do it is like, just if you want to, there's no reason why people have to like, you know, you have to get your nails done, but I just like doing it. And I like having my nails done for some reason. It makes me feel more put together. Mm. And, um, I know we're not going anywhere or doing anything, but I decided that I would invest in doing my nails myself for basically the rest of my life. Um, and yeah, I went and got all the stuff you need to do like gel or shellac nails at home and then got some Alex drawers to put all of my stuff in it because I needed more storage because of all the stuff I bought. Can you post on our stories what you bought so that we can like, if people are interested in that, they can source it themselves? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I thought you meant like actually show how crazy I went and... (laughs) <laughs> I bought like too many shades of nude. Let's just Okay, well don't way. don't do that, but no. show us what you bought so that yeah. we can go out and get it if we want to do our own nails because I had to take mine off a few weeks ago and it yeah. they're, they're looking a lot better now, but oh, it was a nightmare at the time and my partner said that if I mentioned it one more time, he was going to absolutely explode because he was so sick of me talking about my nails. <laughs> so, I'm not allowed to talk about that anymore, but Yes. Um, moving on. Okay. So you haven't started the book. No. Which look, I got caught up with animal crossing. Okay. So (laughs) my goal, my, my goal was to start it before we recorded this podcast and I've obviously failed at that. Um, but yeah, that's just my own issue. (laughs) Before we come back yeah, next week you need to have started it. Yeah, I definitely will have. I I think um, I just got re- – I've been getting really carried away with distracting myself with cooking. Um, mm. And it's difficult to do anything but cook when you're cooking. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, have an, I, have an, I have an apple pie in the oven at the moment, so I'm this, excited for that because I've never made one before. Really? Oh, homemade apple pie is the best. It's so, yeah, I love making, that's probably one of my favorite things to make is apple pie. It's just so easy um, and good. Yeah, it it was really easy. I just got a taste recipe, but yeah, it was basically just mostly plain flour, a little bit of self-raising flour, eggs, butter, sugar, mix that up. Um, That's obviously your pastry and then the apples, mushroom mushroom apples (laughs) apples butter sugar and a little bit of lemon so that the apples don't go brown yeah brown um but i think pies are so aesthetically pleasing yes and they taste good too so i just need to get some ice cream and i'm making it for my partner because he loves it so i actually like don't well, he will. I'm sure he will because he <laughs> loves apple pie. But I actually don't like apple pie. So What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't. It's just not something I would ever go for. Oh, my gosh. It's like one of my favorites. So, you know, when I was young, my 
Nana used to make apple pie. Like it was a very like traditional English type of lifestyle that, that they live like they had breakfast and morning tea and then lunch and afternoon tea and then a formal dinner and then dessert. So like it was, you know how like you have that very traditional type of British, I don't know, cooking way. Mm-hmm. And she used to make apple pie for dessert on the weekends when we'd come or like random hot desserts and stuff. And I would just eat the apple pie and be happy to skip the ice cream. Like I just don't yeah. care for ice cream and I love hot dessert. But my sister, on the other hand, hated the hot dessert, but wouldn't get ice cream unless she ate hot dessert. So she would literally, yeah, so she would literally eat all the apple pie like so quick and only get the smallest amount and then eat her ice cream so slow and she would eat it until it turned into like a custard. And that was her favorite, yeah, like weird, (laughs) that it was her favorite favorite way to eat ice cream and it always surprises me how parents do that when it's like you don't get this dessert until you eat that version of dessert yeah this just defies logic (laughs) just give the kid the ice cream and don't make them force (laughs) me I remember when I was when I was little my brother and I went home from work and for some reason my went home from work went home from school (laughs) and my mum hadn't been working and she was at home and she'd made apple crumble and she was like here you go, have some. And my brother started crying because oh. he didn't want to eat it. And I'm just like, what sort of world were we living in when that was a problem? When you came home straight from school and your mum had baked for you and you just didn't want to eat it. And I would cried. give anything. For those, yeah, I would give anything for those problems right now. I'm sure that if that happened now, he'd be fine with it. Like he'd be like, yeah, oh, give me the apple yes. pie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, like imagine having the audacity to look to your parents and say, no, thanks. I don't want the food that you prepared for me. <laughs> And now, because I was talking to you earlier in the week and you asked how, if it was like good having my parents here. And I said to you, it's been nice having my mom here to help with like cleaning the kitchen after I'm cooking and stuff like that, because we can't go out. And normally I'd have like a day off a week to like just rest and not have to cook. And we'd go out for breakfast or dinner or something. But because we can't do that at the moment, um, there's still clean up every day, like after every meal and I said how it's nice not to have the pressure to have to do that and just to relax a bit um yeah so yeah it's funny how like later in life you become more grateful for having your parents for things that you never thought you like maybe would be grateful for you know yeah because you see them as an adult because Mm. you're also an adult and you just forget about the stuff that you got mad at yeah exactly Stuff that you couldn't understand, perhaps. Yeah. Um, which leads well into Grown Ups, the book that we're reading, that we're meant to be reading. Because yes. I bought a Kindle last Saturday, finally. Oh, you did? Yes, and it's amazing. I love it because reading is now so easy and light because it's yeah. a one-handed experience. And I find myself, because I take it with me everywhere now, mm-hmm. and if I'm waiting, um, if I get to work early or if I'm at my partner's, I have a book there so I can always mm-hmm. go to that. Um, but I started, I haven't started the book by our last recording and now I'm over halfway. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> you really need to catch up. Yeah, but, I do. Um, it's not a hard read. It is all about adult relationships, I guess. And mm-hmm. I can't help but feel as though all the couples in the book are really mismatched, mm-hmm. apart from one potentially. But um, it's just about family dynamics and how those dynamics change when people marry into the family and yeah. how what 
what we do as adults reflects on our children and vice versa. So um, come join our Facebook group, which is Sunday Brunch Book Club. Um, Alicia and I were talking a bit about the book yesterday, but please Tia, start it so we can discuss it. Yeah, I did see that you've started discussing it and it probably is a better idea to just talk about it in terms instead of like chapter by chapter because... Yeah, the chapters are so small. So uh, as soon as I started reading it, I was like, oh, this is not going to work because I'm already up to chapter 40 something. Yeah. Like it's just not, not going to happen. But at least if we talk about it in broad terms and don't ruin the plot, it doesn't yeah. really matter where we're up to. Um, so if you are going to comment in there, just don't leave anything too specific. Um, mm. But feel free to air your thoughts. Yeah. Well, at least at least if you haven't started the book yet, you know you're not too far, like you're not behind. <laughs> You're not behind Tia, but you are behind me. <laughs> okay. So routines. Yes. What is your what is your ISO routine routine looking like at the moment? So I think I've formulated a pretty good routine in that I get up every morning, obviously. Um, and I get up around 6.30, 6, 6.30, and I will have I always go to sleep with a water bottle next to my bed, um, just in case yeah, I same. wake up thirsty or something. But um when I wake up, I always drink, I think it's a like 700 mil bottle or something. And I drink half of it when I wake up in the morning um, mm-hmm. because I want to get hydrated first thing. I think that's a really, it's, it's part of my drinking more water project. You know, we talked about that last week in habits, drinking more yep. water. So making sure that I start the day by drinking water and having it next to my bed really helps with doing that. And then sort of gives me like half an hour or so for me to like wake up and then I get ready for my workout. And I always work out in the mornings now. Um, I don't eat anything except just consuming water um, just because I like to do my workouts without eating. It makes me feel sick yeah. if I eat something and then work out like I just don't feel good. Um, I yeah. don't know why. Like I know some people need to eat to work out. Um, but I always just feel like vomiting. So, and that's not a good feeling. Um, Mm -mm. so I do that and then I'll work out and then I'll make breakfast. And by then it's like nine 30. Um, and my sister has been very like consistently working out with me, which has been good. I've been making her, um, but she's very strict with the time that she starts work. So, cause we were talking about this, um, with Lauren having to, have her routine more in terms of like studying and working away from home. And my routine's more about being at home and working from home. Um, Mm. But I don't know, like I find that I'm maybe not as strict as what I need to be with my work from home schedule. That's probably the only bad thing is I get more easily distracted. Um, My sister on the other hand has been really good and she can just stay very focused on work and she just, in her mind flicks a switch, like I'm working and that's it. But for me, like I still am like, Oh, I need to make lunch and I need to do this. So I sometimes allow myself to get a little bit more distracted than maybe what I should. Mm -hmm. Um, if you know what I mean. And, and I think that maybe that like, because of that, I haven't been as productive, like work hours instead of maybe doing like my usual six or seven a day, I'm maybe doing like four or five, you know? I Um, I think that's a lot of Yeah. But also my workload's not as big at the moment because, you know, things have slowed down and stuff. So it's not the worst thing in the world either. Mm. Um, But 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I know you like to run very early. <laughs> like you get up much earlier um, than. It's that's only just because I have like, I have to be at work at a certain yeah. time. And also I just find it horrible running in the heat. So um, it just depends. That's why I think it's so hard to have like a set routine because no day is the same and everyone mm. says that, but like we all really mean it unless yeah. you start work at the same time at the same place five days a week um, and have the exact thing, same things going on. It's just so hard to make it consistent, but I think mm. you can have things that you just want to get done and that you always expect to get done and then mm. work around that. So yeah. I'm the same as you when I, I have water beside my bed. Um, I wake up and I exercise first. It depends what that exercise is because I have a puppy. I have to exercise her a lot. So at the mm-hmm. moment, um, it'll be waking up early and then walking her straight away. Mm-hmm. And then um, after a walk, I'll probably do my own workout and then mm-hmm. eat breakfast because like you, I don't like exercising with food. Mm. Um, and then some days I wake up so hungry and other days I don't. Like I just, yeah. I never know. I think it could be like just your body going through it. Depends it's on dinner, crazy. I think. Yeah. And also like how active you've been or, mm. um, and then if I'm going to work, I'll, I'll get that all done early and then go off to work. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm studying, um, at the moment I'm making an effort to watch my lectures live because mm-hmm. I think that keeps me more accountable rather than relying on watching them recorded at, an, at a later date because yeah. it's just too easy then to never watch them. And also when you watch them live, you're put into little chat groups and little separate break-off rooms in Zoom. Mm-hmm. So you have to engage with the content and work in groups. But if you're watching it after the fact, you can just so easily sit there on your phone and zone out. So yeah. um, for that reason, I try to do that. And then I always have a to-do list of study. I don't work from home, but if it's study related, I'll have a to-do mm-hmm. list and that is my priority for the day. So the only thing that can come before my uni work is my exercise because mm-hmm. if I feel like it, um, I know that'll help my my brain and my mood. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, some days I'll wake up and I'll just know in my body that I cannot exercise straight away. Like yeah. last night, I went for a run quite late at night after work and this mm-hmm. morning... I couldn't do anything but walk the dog because I just didn't have the energy. And then um, after I'd done that and come home and done some washing and, you know, like those house chore things, Mm -hmm. I felt so ready to run. So at the moment, because of isolation, because a lot of us don't have those key pillars of places to be and things to do, normally on a Saturday morning, you and I would be doing this face-to-face or we'd be going to brunch or going to Chermside or Mm -hmm. things like that because we don't have those anymore you can basically do anything at any time yeah so I've been trying to listen to my body in terms of exercise and then in terms of study I work better in the mornings so um, that's why when we were little at school we almost always did math in the morning and art in the afternoon because we can focus better then a lot of people can um Mm -hmm. it depends on your brain but I've can do heavy lifting more in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I try to get all my important things done then. And then in the middle of the day, like after we finish recording this, I'll mm-hmm. absolutely lie down and read my book. Mm. Um, and then in the afternoon, I like going for another outdoor walk or listening to a podcast or doing something active, but relaxed. Yeah. So I am not one of these people that will ever be like doing my assignments till 1am. I would no. rather get up at 5am and run and then do them for, you know, five or six hours and then that's it for the day. So yeah. I'm definitely prioritize things and do the important things first because 
if I don't get to the other stuff, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. I also definitely agree with like having to listen to your body and, you know, paying attention to what it needs because I think that I've fallen into a trap of feeling like I need to work out every day because um, we can't go anywhere and we can't really do anything else. Um, And they say that you can only really go out for exercise. So it's just like, oh, if I want to go out, I need to exercise. And so I've just literally for the last three weeks, haven't had a day off working out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I literally have just been like going and working out every single day. And it's one of those things where I think slowly it's caught up to me. And yesterday, oh, two days ago, I was like so, so exhausted and I just needed to have a day off. So yesterday, instead of working out, I just went on a walk. Um, and it was still like a five or six K walk, but, um, it just allowed me to have some time off. And today I felt like way better, but I still didn't go for a run. And I just did a small, like little ab workout and more of like a Pilates style and some skipping. And I think making sure that you listen to your body and, you know, stay in touch with like what you're feeling is the best way to make sure that you don't get overtired. Because I think even though we're not going out and we're not doing things, you can still make yourself tired and you can still get run down. And, you know, even though you might not get, you know, COVID sick, just get like the flu because it's just that time of year where you can still get sick. And if you run yeah, yourself. And I, I think at the moment, like a lot of us are having to, to make a lot of serious decisions that we wouldn't normally be making so Mm. regularly and that has an emotional toll so for instance a lot of that sort of stuff happened this week and I just felt so run down Mm. and it wasn't because I had done anything physically out of the ordinary but it would is because it would have been 48 hours of quite a lot of stress and I it's very easy for us to forget that that impacts our body as well Mm. yeah and I think that if you're not used to working out every single day and then you go from like working out four or five times a week to doing it every day, it's a lot, like it's a lot for your body to like adapt to it as well. And like, especially if your nutrition isn't up to scratch. So if Mm. you're not drinking enough water or eating enough good foods, Mm -hmm. um, your body just won't keep it because you're not putting enough fuel in the tank. It just won't keep going. So until you, I mean, it's okay to have a, like, um, i definitely think 80 20 is a great idea but mm-hmm. we can't be subsisting on easter chocolate and running because like, there's yeah. no solid food in your body so mm-hmm. um i think we've got to remember to do those two things in tandem like mm-hmm. really eat high quality foods and lately i think because we're all stressed and things are weird the temptation for me to throw together a quick and easy meal has never been greater so mm-hmm. last night it was a big day and i just made a veggie wrap for dinner and mm. that's fine because like that's nutritionally sound but i think it would be very easy to slip and stop making time for those nice constant meals and meal planning because none of us feel like there's any point in planning for anything at the moment let alone what we're going to eat yeah well i must say that i've probably gone the opposite in the sense that I spend so much time planning what we're going to eat and that I spend basically all my hours in the kitchen and doing nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so but your Instagram is, your Instagram is just 
honestly, it's just like a food blog because you always, you made your own butter yesterday. Yeah. To go with my crumpets that I made for breakfast. (laughs) Was it good? It was so good. Like I think I've never had homemade crumpets before because people don't do that. You know what I mean? Like who makes their own crumpets? No one. Um, and so I never knew what crumpets were supposed to taste like, if that makes sense. And I, whenever we've had crumpets just from the shops, like, I'm just always like, these just don't taste good. Like they're just meh. Like why, why do these Mm. exist? And then today when I made them, I was just like, these are like pikelets, but a hundred times better. Like crossed with a pikelet and a scone, but then bread. And it's just so good. And I ate like five. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They weren't big ones, like not as big as what you get from Woolies or whatever, but they were just like little mini, like almost scone size, but not that small either and not that thick. Um, But so good and so worth making it. And it didn't even take that long. Like it was really, really easy. And I mean, you would have seen it on my stories this morning. Mm. But like so worth the effort. And I like tonight I'm making a Middle Eastern feast. Like I've got all this like dips that I'm making and like I'm going to make the bread for it and I'm going to do like lamb cutlets with it. Like I've been planning my meals every day, like for everything. So I must say that I can't necessarily relate to what you're saying about not wanting to plan meals. I think I'm putting more effort into planning them. Like it's the opposite. Yeah. But, I think we all have the things that we go to. Like at yeah. the moment, my only prior, my only priorities are exercising and reading. So yeah. like this morning I woke up early, took the dog for a walk, did a workout and then ran 5k. And that like, that took hours to do all yeah. of that. And I was like, all I've done this morning is exercise, but I love it because I love how it makes me feel. So yeah. I think we all need to be pulling towards what we feel is best for us rather than mm. what's Instagrammable. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I loved cooking even before, like I would do all this, but I was really limited to just being able to do it on the weekend, but now I'm like doing it all the time. So, but I mean, no one in my family is complaining except for the fact that they think that I'm cooking too much. So (laughs) like too much food (laughs) and they're like, we're all going to get fat. (laughs) We all need to go into isolation with teal. Yeah, pretty much. One of my friends is like, being in isolation with you would be like living with a chef. Yes. And it sort of, it sort of is. Yeah. But I mean, I do, I do really enjoy it. And I think that's like, like what you said, it's a key thing to just do things that make you happy because that's, what's going to get you through this time. And you can't try to do things that other people are doing and think that it'll make you happy. Like you have to do things that you know are going to like spark joy <laughs> because yeah. otherwise you know, you can't rely on other people's sources of happiness to become your own because a lot of people have been out on bikes lately. I don't know if you've yeah, noticed that way. Honestly, yeah. there's nothing I would rather do less. Like you are yeah. not going to catch me, which is so ironic because you and I were cyclists. Yeah. <laughs> funny, hey? uh, <laughs> it's so funny how things change, but I know. like there's not a single part of me that would take joy in riding a bike, but yeah. there are so many people out there that are doing it. So it's different strokes for different folks, but mm. um, I think I think routine is whatever you make it, and mm-hmm. it needs to be flexible and adaptable during these times. Mm-hmm. But again, I would just say there's a few people on Instagram who have been doing a lot of talk around this, and one of them is Zoe Foster Blake, and her mm-hmm. points were um, always get dressed, which of yeah. course get dressed if you get dressed for the event that you need to be 
doing that day. So if you're getting dressed for study, be comfortable for work, be professional. Um, do your hair and makeup, even if it's just a little bit, because it's a distinction between what you'll feel like when you're going to bed or mm-hmm. doing a leisure activity and wear shoes because that makes you feel like you're ready to go out into the world and mm-hmm. then be very firm with your end time. So um, if if you're meant to be finishing work at 5.30, then finish at 5.30. Don't stay there till 8 just because you're at home and you're in the flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so try and keep those deadlines. And at the same time, don't be cheeky and clean your house during the work day because you wouldn't be able to do that if you're at work. Um, yeah. A few other people have been putting up a few notes on what's helping them. And another one is just as soon as you wake up, make the bed before you do anything else because mm. then you've already achieved something for the rest of the day and um, digital detoxes. So no phone for the first hour or last hour of the day mm-hmm. and filling in that time instead in the morning. It's really easy to fill that in with maybe uh, reading the morning news or um, making breakfast or going for a walk. And at night it can be like playing a board game or um, watching Netflix or reading a book. Mm-hmm. So I like those things because I think they're not just handy for isolation, but they're going they're handy tips for just Routine just life, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the few, like, just it, I think those things are good habits to be in in general because um, I know that with blue light from your phone and stuff, that it's good not to be on your phone before you go to bed and stuff like that. And it is better to read a book or, yeah, Netflix is on the TV and it's blue light, but it's far away from you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's further away. I'm I'm not good with my phone before. Well, I think because I don't live with my family, I always check my phone first thing in the morning, just out of yeah, safety. Yeah. And always text my mom. And then the same before I go to bed. But because my partner stays up later than me, I have this really terrible habit of going to sleep with my phone beside me, like just because I would have been talking to him. Mm. So that's something that I need to work on. But I think that that's pretty much what we've got to say today. Yeah. I think that like making sure that you're in a routine that gets you out of bed at a reasonable hour. It makes you feel good. And like what you said, just like, you know, making sure that you're creating a routine for yourself that keeps you going. Um, and not Mm. just, I think it's so easy to just snack and lounge around and not feel like, you know, there's any point in doing anything. Um, but you know, we still have to remember that life is still going on. And even though we're in a momentary, difference in life is that what we're going to call it (laughs) it's not going to last forever it's like a black hole yeah it's it's not going to last forever and and we just have to stay positive and do things that are going to keep us happy and keep us going um and keep us positive like the worst the last thing you want to do is to get into a rut where you just get so negative and you know you can't get yourself out of bed like one of my friends she's like in a really bad habit of going to sleep really late and waking up really late. She wakes up at like 10, 11 o'clock every day. And I just, yeah, like I know, like, and I could not do that to myself. Like I, I love that I have not allowed myself to do that because I could so like, you could so easily do that, like stay up so late and just wake up late because you don't have anywhere to be. But the latest that I've ever woken up in my life is 7.50 after New Year's Eve when I didn't get home till 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, I have woken up later than that. Like, I think 9.30, 10 is, like, the latest. But, you know, I'm glad that I'm not in that kind of routine. Um, I'm definitely a morning person. And I think, you know, trying to keep that in habit is good. So, yeah. 
But um, everyone, go follow us on Instagram. We're nearly at a thousand followers, which is super exciting. Yeah, it is Sunday brunch underscore the podcast. Join our book group. Tia will read the book and have a good week. Yes, and we will be here again next week. And we hope that you're. If you guys have any suggestions or anything, please let us know. Like we. Um, love hearing from you guys and yeah let us know if you have any podcast episodes you'd like us to do um Mm. but we'll be here next week with some more um podcast content for your quarantine times (laughs) serving up the iso listens yeah (laughs) i have noticed that our listeners have gone up due to quarantine i believe yeah I saw a really good meme the other day and it was like, you know, the image of Stephen Bradbury crossing the line when everyone else has fallen over. Yeah. He's on his shirt. He was just wearing a meme that was like podcast advertising. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, have a good week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.